pass from Havili was magic. The shift on for Crotty. Boom, far down you go, Quackett Smith. Me, oh my, I haven't enjoyed that. Yes, boy. Sit back, relax, put your belt on. Enjoy. Draft Rugby, the game they play online in heaven. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 4 of the Draft Rugby Show, the pod they play in heaven. I'm Kagi and joined by my co-host, co-hoist, wow, I'm getting into the Wes Hoisin uh, early, so we're just getting right into the rugby, but um, spoilers, we're talking about the Hurricanes tonight, um, but my co-hosts, Harry and Nelson, joining me. Uh, Nelson, mate, I'll start with you. How was your weekend? We both um, got, to, got out to the Sydney Sevens. Um, how was that? It was great, and uh, we got picked out of the crowd to do a, a dance-off and, and got the special seats and free drinks and everything for the finals. It was it was an absolute cracker of a day, and yeah, couldn't couldn't complain with that. I got a, got some sunnies and a hat here actually. Uh, ready, oh. ready, you know, ready for the questions. So, can we can we look this up online? By the way, yeah, true. Is this available on YouTube? Me dancing. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll the, film it, yeah, I'll, I'll flick it across to you boys. Don't worry. That video no, I want it on Twitter for everyone. Yeah, I'm, I'm sweet to that for Draft Rugby. Yeah, I was going to say, it might be almost as popular a video as all the videos you'll find at Draft Rugby on YouTube. Um, but no, who do you have to slip a few crisp 52s uh, to get to um, to get the hot seat, to get on the dance game, Nels? Or to win the uh, dance? Because we know I you was, didn't win, you know. I was twerking and a bloke came over and asked us and said, in about an hour, can you dance? So I got a few courage in cans, uh, came back and polished them off and uh, we were just as cowboys and... I had one of the other girls in the group riding me uh, on my shoulders, and yeah, it was it was an absolute. Crap. Mate, this is a, this is a family friendly podcast, all right? Just um, and you didn't even know it was fancy dress; you were just walking around like a cowboy. But um, no, yeah, very good. Um, no, it was sticking hot, but it was it was awesome to see everyone out of the sevens. And um, and Harry, sorry, we've we've digressed, but uh, you obviously didn't get out to the sevens on the weekend. Uh, Nelson and I got out to two different days. You didn't bring it home with the third day, but um, that's obviously because you were working too hard on the podcast notes for this week's episode, wasn't it? Yeah, just stock standard, mate. I was uh, doing all the work, having none of the fun. I was actually on holidays for five days up at Grizzly Head, mate. 30-degree weather. Beach all day was fantastic, but we won't go into that. People can uh, DM me if they want to chat about my social yeah. life. You, you can find people want to hear. True. Don't, let's not encourage encourage Harry to start up a, a vlog channel or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's but, right. Exactly. But, no one needs that. But look, before we launch straight into it, um, speaking of the sevens, how good was it to see Eddie Jones straight off the plane on Saturday back from Japan First thing on Sunday morning, straight to the sevens, walking around, getting amongst it. How good was that? And it was an absolute cracker. Um, it, I actually learned something off the back of that. Did you see the post Drew Mitchell put up? I think we uh, we ended up doing an Instagram photo of it as well, saying uh, that Gitto got picked from the rugby sevens before playing Super Rugby as a twenty year old or something, and came into the Wallabies. I didn't remember that. I didn't realize that. I I, I knew he had played some sevens, but I didn't know. You know, it was it was that quick. Yeah, for sure. I, I remember he picked him really young, but did not remember it was from Sevens. I just thought he picked him out of maybe the Brumbies Academy or or Brumbies or something. Yeah. But um, no, huge. Um, well, look, that's a little bit of a spoiler for our for our entree this week. We're going to look at some um, some news and top stories of the week, but more around Super Rugby Pacific. Um, and so, yeah, tonight's episode is uh, so we we've just finished up our Super Rugby Australian Conference preview. And uh, we're going to kick off tonight the first of two episodes looking at uh, the Super Rugby Pacific Kiwi Conference. This is what uh, everyone's here for, uh, particularly the fantasy managers. And um, tonight we're going to start off with the Blues, Highlanders and the Hurricanes. So again, we're talking notable ins and outs, uh, what we consider to be the best starting 15s, 
some key questions around each side, stocks that are rising and falling, and uh, any smoky picks or some new hot shit to keep an eye out for. Um, and there's, with new players signing um, every day, you know, uh, since we even started the Aussie previews, um, you know, it's um, it's exciting times. Uh, and but uh, yeah, let's let's just rip straight into it. So before we get into the, the teams for our main course, uh, let's get into the entree uh, news slash top stories of the week. Um, Harry, do you want to kick us off with that? Yes, so a couple of signing uh, announcements. So first of all, Melbourne Rebels, they have Matt Phillip and Rob Liotta, who are both expected to miss the bulk of the year um, with injuries. So they've signed three players. They've uh, signed uh, a towering lock, Tim Cardell, who's 26 years old. He's got 23 caps for the for the uh, Wasps over in the UK, I think, over the last four years or so. Uh, he's a line-out caller over there, and he's probably the experienced man they're bringing in to hopefully fill in for Philip. Then they've also signed Angelo Smith, who is a 21-year-old, two-metre-tall Fijian um, who played for the champion uh, West in the Queensland Hospital Cup. So uh, a good young player from there who's apparently very dynamic and very skilled, as you'd expect, I guess, from any of the VGN forwards. And then they've also signed Violini Ekwazi, uh, again, 21 years old. Uh, he's only played one game. He's a loose forward. He played 80 minutes for Auckland in the MVC in 2022. And he also came off the bench uh, against Moana Pacifica for the Blues last year. Um, and he also played for New Zealand under 20. So he's a, a like a big bulking number eight that's been picked up from the New Zealand system from Auckland. So it's a pretty big impact that we're expecting from him. He's the perfect kind of player that we'll hear Kagi talking about a lot. And I, I dare say we might be uh, referring to him a little more in the Hot Shit podcast in a couple of weeks' time. Um, definitely one to watch out for. Absolutely. So with losing uh, both Bobby Leota and Matt Phillip, who... We definitely put in our starting 15 in our Australian preview, but uh, in losing Bobby Leota, bringing in another absolute weapon so that we've still got uh, the likes of Tamati Iwani and Violini Elkasi, uh, the big boys, to bring it home. So I'm still excited and uh, more excited to find out more about him in that Hot Shit podcast. Yeah. Um, Nels, do you want to take us through some more news stories of the week? Yeah, just a couple more things. We've got James Ram absolutely crushing it for the Saints. There's been a lot of talk about... Um, first of all, did the Tars let him go to bring in the Brumbies? And it, it really just doesn't seem like that as to yeah to bring, to bring in. in. Kirtley, sorry, um, <laughs> that makes more sense. Um, yeah. So the the big thing out of it is apparently he was signed a multi year contract, and obviously it wasn't enough for him, and he decided to head offshore, which is a sad thing to to see him go. He was a really really good player, but there are rumours that you know the Tars let him go for Beal, and it seems like absolute nonsense and. I mean, it was months and months before Beale signed and was even, you know, confirmed in any way, shape or form at the Tars when he'd already signed to go offshore. Um, so it was not not related to that at all. The last thing from me is Penny Rabbi signing for the Reds. Now, he played for our side, mine and Harry's side, the, the Greater Sydney Rams in the NRC back in 2014, 2015. He'd converted at that point from the Fijian Sevens to be a loose head prop slash hooker, um, and he's an absolute cracker of a player. So it's great to see him back involved in in Super Rugby again. And uh, yeah, he's he's one to watch, filling you know a spot for them maybe in in this the bench or the starting side at points. 
And I think this is, uh, look, it's a bit sacrilegious because I, I can't remember our, the fan who, who made the comment on Twitter, but I think someone said, we jumped the gun too early with uh, our Reds preview because um, we've they've just signed Penny Ralphie and they were like, mate, it's going to be the top fantasy player from the Reds for sure. So, um, yeah, very excited. Uh, you know, I'm always excited about props to begin with, but very excited about him. Um, so that should be good. And uh, look, and rounding out the week's announcements. So we just thought we'd kind of do these as more news develops throughout the Super Rugby Builder. Um, the Draft Rugby Casualty mm-hmm. Ward. Harry has been working very hard on it. Um, probably just sitting on his computer on the beach, the, ignoring his his wife and friends the entire weekend. Um, so, Harry, how's that been coming along? Yeah, it's a tough gig, mate, isn't it, sitting on the beach talking footy with people that don't like footy. But, I mean, it calls me. I have to do it. And, yeah, so I, I have had a couple of people mention or just I start to ask, you know, are we going to do the casualty award again this year? It's uh, absolutely a huge yes. So you will see that on draftrugby.com. Um, that will be up on our blog up on that website. So I've... Picked away at a fair bit of it now. I reckon I'm probably three quarters of the way through. So we'll see. Hopefully, back into this week weekend, I'll uh, I'll finish that off, and then I'll be able to post it up and start having some uh, updates coming through. But there's a lot on there, and there's you know we we uh, we've had a few comments on uh, Twitter, especially over the last couple of pods, just saying there's a couple of guys injured that we weren't aware of that we haven't discussed. Uh, we've kind of covered all those now and, and then some. So there'll be heaps of info on there, one-stop shop as per always, and we'll have all the info going on. And obviously, if we miss anything, always let us know because we want it to be a, an exhaustive list so that it's uh, one place for everyone to go. Absolutely. We uh, yeah, we love getting um, hearing from from people uh, to keeping that list absolutely up to date. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's really the only place that you can find all injuries in one place for Super Rugby Pacific uh, as they kind of dribble out and we're hoping that the uh the team super rugby teams get even better again this year and um you know put out more detailed injury information more often as we often request them to um so yeah stay tuned for that uh you'll see just know if they don't we will be annoying them (laughs) take some take some solace in that All right. Well, um, let's rip into the main course. Uh, so again, uh, if you're, you're probably listening to us as a podcast, but if you're watching us on YouTube, um, you can follow along the slides um, of various team lineups and uh, things we're talking about, and you'll get to see our magnificent uh, backgrounds we chose for this this week's episode. I've gone with the Yuani brothers. Harry's gone with his boy, Artie Sevilla, and Nels has gone with uh, an image he made himself, uh, the Draft Rugby super, uh, preview for this week. Um, so now, I guess because we've you've already got two players in there that we picked, you're uh, you're backing Marino Michele to this um, this week. And I, I actually had a photo of him that I, I couldn't get good enough quality where he's just looking down and doing the oh, that, trade after that. I'm like, that's a good photo, but it wasn't yeah, good enough. That would have been sick. But yeah, all right, let's jump in. The main course, uh, Harry, you'll hit the slide and let's get into the Blues, the Auckland Blues. Can they go one better? Um, who wants to kick us off? Yeah, I'll go with the uh, the significant ins and outs. So first and foremost, probably the biggest signing in New Zealand, and I say that without completely looking at all the teams, but Patrick Tuopolotu is returning from Japan. He was playing last season for the Toyota, the Blitz. Huge in for them. He was obviously the captain on the side before he left, uh, arguably in career best form when he left, and I think he was probably pretty close to starting in the All Blacks at that point. Uh, back in the All Blacks backup side, the All Blacks 15 at the back end of last year as well. So straight back into form, he's going to be a big leader for them. Uh, you've also got only a couple of other players coming through. We've got Caleb, Caleb Tangatau, 
uh, winger from New Zealand Sevens, and also Robbie Rush, who is uh, a back rower from Northland. His dad is the uh, former All Black and New, Ze- uh, New Zealand Sevens legend Eric Rush as well. So obviously great bloodline there. So that's some big ins for them. Uh, but obviously some, you know, quite a stable lineup. And then in the outs column, we got, you know, probably the biggest ones would be the locks, Josh Goodhue going off to the uh, Black Rams over in uh, Tokyo. Luke Romano is finally retiring. I honestly thought he had another 15 years in him. I don't think he should have left. And uh, big Carl Tui in the Coiffe has gone to Montpellier in France. There's a couple of other ones there, uh, Tamari Tua to the Brums, Jordan Lay to Auckland, back to the NPC, um, and Nigel R. Wong as well, also back to the Bay of Plenty. So a few outs, but such a stable squad in general. I think Luke Romano, we we said last year, retired finally as the uh, the only Crusader to have beaten the Crusaders, like the only player to have beaten the Crusaders in, um, in Christchurch. Do you know what I mean? Like he's... He's been every other team on every field that exists, and he's beaten the Crusaders at Christchurch as well, just in the one year that he didn't play for, for the Crusaders. I'm, I'm pretty sure he started back when the game wasn't professional as well, so huge career for him. It's like <laughs> 35 years. He might have been around there with William Webb Ellis, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that uh, I think so. I'm pretty sure. I think he picked the ball up first. That's what yeah, I heard. That's right, exactly. Yeah, little known story. <laughs> Um, cool. All right. Well, Nels, do you want to take us through what we've marked, uh, what, who we've, we've got marked for the best 15? Um, Oh, actually, I guess I'm going against plenty. I usually go with the... the, the yeah, come on, mate. Guy. We don't know anything oh. about props. It's all you. We're trusting. Right, true. Um, the big boys up front. So uh, Alex Hodgman, uh, we just talked about Carl Tuankuafe, has uh, has departed from the team. So Alex Hodgman's got that absolutely on lock. He, he kind of had it on lock last year anyway, but um, certainly it was a bit more sharing and things. Kurt Eklund uh, will be a starting hooker for sure. And then Nipo Lalala, um, we think will be starting tight head he will, of course, be sharing uh, game time, but um, with offer to Angafasi. But uh, yeah, for, we, we've marked him at, up front to begin with. Patrick Tuipolotu, we just talked about him. Uh, the man's back, ex-captain, point to prove. Wants to get back in that All Black squad for the World Cup this year. He's going to be huge for them, and definitely a lock there. And uh, Tommy Robinson, the big big sauce, the big red dog. Um, we're thinking, just given the you know absolute guns in the back row, which Nelson will get to that uh, if Big Sales wants to get feature on the field, it's going to be in the locks in 2023. And Nels, that takes us to the back row. Uh, we've got Akira Yuani in the six jersey with Hoskins Satutu nailing down that eight jersey. That is a scary six eight with Dalton Papali'i in the seven jersey as well. So that is a absolutely freakish back row, uh, one to watch for sure throughout the season. And it doesn't get much weaker from there with... Finlay, is, Christy, is, that the back, is that the back row of the comp? I mean, I know we haven't gone through all the teams, but... Yeah. Oh, ties are up there, mate. Okay. I, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, and Finlay Christie with Bowden Barrett in the halves. Absolute weapons as well. Nice. Are you going to jump across into the centres? Yeah, mate. So uh, pretty easy one to start. Roger Torbasa Shek, I think, is probably going to come into his own and just get more and more game time. So we got him at the inside set of jersey. I think that's his to lose now. He didn't really have competition last year from Harry Plummer, who was out for pretty much the entire year. So there will be a little bit more pressure there. But I don't really see him as a serious contender to take the jersey off him for starting minutes. 
Uh, Rico Iwani will continue to hold the outside centre jersey. I don't think there's any debate on that one. And then in the outside backs, they are stacked. Uh, Caleb Clark, I think, will start on the left wing. Newly capped All Black Mark Talea, I expect to start on the right wing. And then Stephen Perra franchise, I've got also, you know, you know another newly capped fullback will, uh, All Black will be in the fullback position as well. And uh, I know that just breaks Kagi's heart because his substitute will uh, will obviously get to in a moment. This is true. Um, but uh, how how early are you now picking your boy Stephen Perra franchise in the draft? Is he up? He's up there in your top five picks. I'm thinking now, Harry. Just you God, know. he's got to be up there. Maybe not top five, mate. But I'll I'm definitely going to go earlier than you. Let's be honest. <laughs> Very good. Um, all right, now onto the reserves. Suwani Vikena. Um, we'll be backing up at hooker. Um, James Lay uh, will probably be backing up uh, Alex Hodgman in the loose head. I would say probably not, considering he's left the squad. I think you might be thinking of Jordan Lay, his brother, Harry. James is Lay. Is that right? Squad, yes. Jesus. Who, who is James Lay well, then? It, it shows uh, how I've been paying attention to the props. The Blues have just been so stacked with all, Harry, black, all Blacks props that, you know, I've never even looked past the first four usually. But um, No, that's right. Who, who knows? He's 29. He's played for Samoa. He's been in and around the squad, you know, for a couple of years and played a little bit of uh, Auckland and Bay of Plenty and things prior to that, a bit of Bristol Bears as well. well. So, have, have you just picked him because he's Jordan's Lay's, Lay's brother? Like it's just the obvious <laughs> easy substitute or is there more to it than that? There's more to it, mate. He's, he's the guy. All right. Well, look, you know, as much as I love talking Marcel about- Renata, can he play loose head, guys? He can, absolutely. Yeah, Renata can. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it'll probably I think be that's, that's gonna be my pick. Okay. And off of Tuanga Farsi, we'll be play. we'll be back. Let's just let's push on. Um Tuanga Farsi will be backing up in tight head. Um and he, you know, expect a lot of game time sharing there throughout the season as they manage the two all blacks tight heads, <laughs> frankly. So um yeah, and Nels, do you want to take us on to our reserve uh lock and, and row? Yeah, look, we've gone for Sam Darry and Adrian Choate. Uh, in the in the lock end sort of back row cover, um, there's a few guys in and around the squad that you know might get a bit of game time there, but that's who we've picked for for those two roles. Yeah, obviously, guys, I um, I'm just going to make a quick change here because I think it's important for those to get rewarded for um for being on the uh, podcast on YouTube, and uh, I really want to show you why Jordan James Lay, sorry, will be the player that starts. For at the reserve loose head um, for the Harry for the blue. This is what you get in a live show. I mean, Harry's trying to do a great job of stalling. While honestly, I'm doing my absolute best, but I know I'm failing horribly, aren't I? But let's just pretend like this was a smooth transition that uh, worked very, very well. So for those that uh, are playing along at at home on YouTube, how about this bloke? This is the new lay brother. If that's not just Carl Tuinkoa, Tuinkoa affair, <laughs> reincarnate, then I don't know who he is. Like, he dead said has the same mo, the bald head. He's just got the same haircut, mate. They have brought in the merger of the old lay and the old Tuinkoa affair, and they've got the, the newer, better version in Jordan Lay. James he just hasn't been he just hasn't been out of the beach as long, basically. You know what I mean? Just a few shades. That's, that's what it's, it looks like. He doesn't have as good of a tan, but it's outstanding, mate. It is outstanding. And look, and, and look, his mo is great, but it's certainly not up to quite up to Carl Tuanko Afe levels, but that's all right. The most baffling thing, Harry, if you if you want to put up the last photo I sent in the chat was your blues team you named with James Lay in it. It's like you don't know there's different lays. I wouldn't have a clue. This is look, as as we as we are. <laughs> 
as we iron off the rust uh, to start off the season again, this is the this is how you know this is live and we don't edit anything because uh, mainly because we're too lazy, but also um, you know that's just how we roll. Let's, uh, let's read it out. We've got Sammy Nock, we've got AJ Lamb, Zahn Sullivan, some absolutely dynamic players with AJ Lamb, Zahn Sullivan there. Um, exciting players that can cover a few positions across that back line as well. Look, AJ Lamb basically had his breakout season last year and he's going to be relegated to the bench because Talaya just went to newer heights and started playing for the All Blacks at the end of the year. Like, it's it's pretty tough for him. He did absolutely everything right. He's going to find himself out, out, out of the 15. And Zahn Sullivan, two seasons ago, I thought he'd taken the jersey <laughs> off pair of franchise. And I know Kagi, I'm pretty sure he's about your number one pick in fantasy footy. So I, I think you actually genuinely named him as the top fantasy scorer for 2021. Look, I you know, I don't want to go as far as to say that I maybe called him the next Will Jordan, but maybe I called him the next Will Jordan a few years ago. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but no, moving on. Uh, yeah, Stephen Ferrapranchise has been looking absolutely incredible. And uh, yeah, how good to have AJ Lamb. I mean, unlucky for him, but how good to have him fill in like when needed. And he can, he can play 13 as well, you know, but um Anyway, um, key questions for the Blues. Uh, I mean, I started, I alluded to it as we kicked off. How do they go one further? Or can they go one further than 2022 by beating the Crusaders in the final again in 2023? Are we calling that to be the final again in 2023? Is anyone bold enough to pick something else? More or... Tars, mate. Come on. Oh, sorry. Of course. I mean, it's Tars, Blues, not even Crusaders. They're not even in it. You know what I mean? It's fine. It's a... hmm? uh, look. Uh, I, I think the biggest thing is that they were very, very good last year. They've got basically the same squad, except where they were a little bit weak at lock. They've now got their 2021 captain, Patrick Tupelotu, back in. So, yeah, I think they're going to be really, really good. Um, I think their line out, which was probably not their biggest strength, will be right up there this year with him in there. Uh, and, yeah, I think they're a pretty terrifying prospect, to be honest. If they get a little bit of luck their way and they don't have too many injuries, particularly in the forward pack, I think they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah, and it's obviously, you know, their, their season was obviously derailed by Akira Iwani being injured in the, before the first game of last season and then being out for about two-thirds of the season because we all know he's obviously the most Kagi. important player in that team. So, Kagi, in one one word, answer this from Andrew Hoffmeister on Twitter. Do yep. you think the Blues can go all the way this season? Yes. There you go. You heard it here first. And that's boys. a lesson for you guys in how to answer a question in one word when asked how to answer it in one word. Wait, you're still answering the question. All right, so we'll move into the next one. Can anyone new break into the 23, particularly with Perifetta and AJ, AJ Lamb establishing themselves as All Blacks? God, it, it's... Yeah, it's it's tough. Looking across the side, I really don't know who it could be without an injury, to be honest. There's there's obviously raps from the last couple of years around the likes of someone like a Jacob uh, Radamadavuki-Neepkins. So potentially you would think that he's a chance. Um, someone in the 23, Sam Darry, I think he might be breaking into the 15 as a lock option over Big Source if they want someone that's a specialist in that position. But uh, I don't. I don't really know that there's going to be anyone else without injury that might be pushing their way through. Can we see someone like Tane Plumtree work their way in at least to maybe cover the bench or or get a few runs throughout the match the season as well? Yeah, covering the bench, I think. But uh, is he going to be picked over an Adrian Choate? Maybe. But I think Choate had a pretty good back end of the year last year as well. So yeah, that, that's probably a closer call on where there is a little bit of a, a question mark on who takes that jersey as well. I think that's yep. the better question, isn't it? It's not who can who can push themselves into the starting fifteen. It's who can who can perhaps push themselves into the bench. Because I just yep. looked, we haven't even mentioned Bryce Heem yet, uh, and just you know how good he would be on the bench there because he can cover centre wing. You know, Bowden of course can move back to fullback, and he's been pretty. Amazing. 
Sonny so Otelia, Harry Plummer. There's a few other guys there who've had, had a bit of game time. Exactly. This team's this team's battle for the bench is greater than some teams' battle for starting spots. You know what I mean? It is a bit mental. I mean, that, that's why I said they just need to be lucky with their forwards because their back line, it's like it's 30 players deep. How many players they can drop in that are going to be competitive at the top of the, the pointy end of the competition? Is, is I'm missing something. What's what's the go with Ricky Riccatelli boys? Uh how how is he not in this bench, mate? He he is an absolute weapon. Oh, look, he just seemed to to slide back behind Vicenna through the back end of last year, to be honest. So that's why. He'll be back. Too much. He'd be playing too much golf with Bowden Barrett or something. Uh, um, no, I think, yeah, Vicenna was definitely the preferred backup. Um, I don't know if it was just – I don't think you can really say just a bigger body, but um, I think there's really tight competition for both of them. I think yeah. Riccatelli was coming hoping for, you know, I don't know, a fresh start and really a good crack at that that second slot in that jersey because he was really struggling at the Hurricanes to find any game time with the Sufferer Moore and um, Van Coles. Spoilers, sorry. Um, but, yeah, I think I think Buchan has probably got the uh, got the chocolates um, in that. But um, Guys, next yeah. question. Mm. Will Big Sauce play much loose forward? And I, I guess probably the big one for me here is looking at the uh, potential role of Sam Darry. Look, um, look, look, I think Big Sauce has been used across, you know, in, in the locks, in the back row. It really, maybe it depends off, you know, what Akira Yuani do we see throughout this season? Do we see him in form throughout an entire season? Do we see him fade away? And and that could be the big thing that's dictating where Big Source is. Kagi's nodding that we see him dominate all year. And, I don't and think maybe... Akira has bad form. It is only good form. Particularly in Super Rugby. <laughs> yeah, particularly Super Rugby. But... It could be half asleep and that's good form, mate. Look, he, he he definitely has had times where he's faded out of that starting side for for periods, and and I'm not saying that will happen, but if he is locked in there playing well, no, we don't see big source in the back row. We just don't see it. Why why is he needed? I agree. I think the question really should be, um, you know, can he can he lock down a, a starting lock position? Because I, I agree. Like I think. Sam Darry could really be pushing in for, for a starting position um, if they really want to go that route and have, you know, they, they have such a dynamic and explosive and high work rate back row that, that it's not like they need that extra hybrid lock uh, back rower. So they could just want to absolutely lock down set pace, another bigger body. Sam Darry is very good in the line out as well. So I think it's just going to be a tough year for Big Source, unless literally unless they're managing All Blacks with um, Hoskins and Akira. You know that we know there will be a lot of time management for the All Blacks. Um, I mean, the other thing is that he's a leader in that side, right? Like he's captained the side before, so I think that's a big plus for him as well. Yeah. So I think I feel like we haven't really answered the question, but we've just kind of thrown out. Yes. Short answer: Yes, we will see him get some game time in back row. Okay. And Um, that's the final listener question. Yeah. Yeah, the final listener question from Whitaker Walt. Um, what should be Roger Tuivasa Shek's realistic expectation for 2023, Harry? Matt, I think he should be starting every single game for the Blues, and then I think he should be trying to make the All Blacks squad. Um, I don't think he has the chance to start in the All Blacks team. I think there's too much competition between David Avili and Geordie Barrett. I think I'm sure I'm sure he's going to set his sights higher than that, but I don't see how with eight games left or whatever it is before the World Cup, how he can possibly usurp them, particularly when the form of those two in the last two years has been so good. 
Um, so, yeah, I, I think he just needs to try and find his way into the squad. And I think last year the big question was how do they make him a little bit more versatile so he's not a, only a pure inside centre. And they were trying to do that by showing that he could play on the wing as well. Now, there's so many outside backs in the Blues, it's going to be pretty hard to find an opportunity to slide him out to one of the wings to give him game time there. But I think he probably needs to establish himself as a super rugby top-level winger as well if he's going to make that happen. The other, the other part to this, um, I, I was looking across Twitter and I saw the run home from Joel and Fletch, who actually do quite a good uh, radio segment. They had the rumour mill saying that they've heard that RTS, Roger Tuivasa-Shek, is looking to return to Bondi and play for the Roosters, a team that already has three or four massive fullbacks. Do they want another fullback? That's the real question. But Kagi, the Blues have come out and put a cap down, saying this is baloney, mate. Do you think there's any truth to it? Could we see RTS be heading back if he's not having a good year this year? Look, I would find that hard to believe, but um, I like to think that there's some undercover agents at work here because if we can um, get RTS into the back to Bondi, uh, then perhaps we can force uh, Joseph Swali out and get him into the Wallabies and the Tars. So, um, you know, I'd like to think that uh, that's what's at play, but um, no, I, I can't see RTS leaving, going back to league. I think it's a World Cup year. This is, you know, he's uh, he's not the spring chicken he used to be. And this is, it'll be all or nothing for him. He's, he's trying exactly what Harry said, push to get in that all-back squad and go to France. Yeah. So, well, Yeah, surely after this, if, if he's not making his dream come true and, and going to the Rugby World Cup, surely he's looking to play rugby in, you know, his final years overseas on some bigger money as, as an all-black rather than heading back to the Roosters. But who knows? Maybe he wants to chase that uh, that, that grand final premiership. Look, it just wouldn't surprise me if this is his last year in New Zealand rugby. He's 29 years old. Geordie's only 25. Even Havili's 28 years old. So they've all got time on their side over him, and they're the established players or the incumbent players. So I think the reality is he'll probably leave unless he establishes himself as a first-choice all-black, which I doubt will happen. I think this could be the last year we see him. And just to throw it out there, I heard another rumour. I heard he was actually going to go play in the NBA. Uh, so just throwing that out there as well, rumour mill. <laughs> Nice. Yay. All right. Well, let's push on to, uh, for the Blues, stocks that are rising. Um, I mean, we've already talked about these guys, so we can keep it short and sharp. But um, Alex Hodgman, so with Carl Tuankuafe heading off, um, I mean... 80 minutes sharing, away. Yeah, exactly. He was sharing game time before. <laughs> now it's just, you know, it's it's him all day. Um, simple. And then stocks are rising. Patrick Tuipalotu. Um, 80 minutes a week. <laughs> talked about him a lot. He's playing all the time and he is going to be hungry. He wants going to get ball in hand, so should be very good from him. Stocks that are falling. Harry, I'll throw to you on this one because you enjoy rubbing this in my face. I don't really. I really like watching him play. Zahn Sullivan, I think uh, he, he was injured. I think he fractured from memory. I've got to double check, but he fractured his scapula in round two of the MPC last year. So he missed the back end of the year right when they were going to start floating him as a potential 10 option in Auckland as well. So he was obviously trying to expand his skill set and make himself a 10-15 option for the Blues and whoever else All Blacks potentially moving forwards. That got retarded by his injury uh, at the back end of last year. So, you know, he's going to be coming in arguably maybe a little undercooked. Uh, he still would get a full preseason in. But, I mean, just the the emergence of Para franchise finally at All Blacks level, I actually think he, he can get better than what he is as well. I think it's going to be hard for Sullivan to consistently break into the side. But having said that, you know, he, he's got a huge future ahead of him and it wouldn't surprise me if he does get a few runs as well. 
it's interesting going the the 10 15 angle because um you're not going to become a better 10 than than pair of franchise uh you know I mean? you've got to become a better fullback than him if you want to get in the team but i don't know if you're going to become a better 10 than pair of franchise who's been who's played a hell of a lot of that as well so i can't wait for him to be the uh starting 10 next year to be honest can we just see that now yeah that will be good um nels do you want to take us through the smokies for the blues yeah, the first one, Sam Darry. I think you guys touched on a little bit earlier. A young gun specialist lock at 203 centimetres tall. Uh, actually, a uh, Cantabrian who's signed with the Blues for three years, I think from this might be his third year, actually. So, you know, he's been there for a, for a couple of years and he is a very good player and he is competing with uh, Big Source, who we were talking about earlier, who is more of that hybrid. So it kind of depends what they're sort of looking for in, in the Blues. But if he does work his way into this starting side, he is a big boy. And, you know, there's there's reports that he's a, a very good player coming through. The other one is Tanielu uh, Talia. Uh, a couple of years ago, this guy was setting the competition on light. And every chance he gets, he's a very, very exciting player. He's only one injury away from, you know, potentially getting really good minutes. His competition is uh, plumber as well if he shifts into that 12 jersey. But... You know, we could see him at, at points, you know, getting some runs in the centres to to cover some of the All Blacks rest weeks. We could see him getting a chance if there's an injury. And if he is there, geez, he's a player you want on your fantasy side. That's it. And remember, he started, uh, when he started his career at the Blues, he played a few games on the wing there as well. And yeah, um, yeah he's they just... doesn't have many yes. wings at the Blues though. And, you know, and, and we've got him down as a smoky, but I think I think you can also chuck Bryce Heem in there as well. You know, we were talking about Talia before... I forgot Bryce Heem existed, but I mean, Heem's played 12, 13, wing, air for the Blues and everything. So, um, you know, exactly as Nell said, they're one injury away from uh, Talia and Heem being right in there in the picture, you have to think. So, all yeah. Right. All right. Well, look, I think that'll round out the Blues and we can push on to the Highlanders. Um, since Nels just rounded us out, Harry, do you want to take us again through the significant ins for the Highlanders? Yeah, so a couple of big ones. Uh, first one is Jonah Lowe, the wing from the Chiefs. I think he's really good depth for them. Um, secondly, I, I should probably go to Clark Dermody, who was the assistant coach last year, who we're going to talk about a little bit more in the New Hot Chip podcast because I think that uh, it's important to touch on him in a little bit more detail there, so that'll come up in a couple of weeks. Uh, but also you've got uh, Toyaroa Tahuriarangi is coming in. Uh, there's just that little bit of doubt still over Falao Fakatava's ACL. He re-injured that at the back end of last year. He's trying to treat that without an operation, which would mean he's actually available for the Rugby World Cup. I know he's back in doing some uh, running and team skills and stuff now, yet to really do full speed agility, which I think is what they're probably trying to ramp up at this point in the season. So, it's a big question mark of if he gets through that or not, but uh, it's, it's pretty good to see Tahuri Arangi getting another chance from the Crusaders and obviously the Chiefs before that. Obviously, at one point was pretty much touted as a potential uh, future all-black solution. It hasn't quite panned out that way, but extremely good player. Uh, Freddie Burns, who I know we're going to come back to soon, uh, won the uh, premiership last year, I think it was, for the Leicester Tigers. Um, with his drop goal, I want to say. Um, just a stock standard English 10 that has fantastic skills to control a game. Uh, plays a lot of bench for them as well. I think they've got some uh, international fly halves in there. That means he doesn't, he wasn't getting a huge amount of game time. So great 
depth of them there. And Martin Bagato is the only other one. Uh, Argentinian winger fullback from Bayonne. He uh, played in the Argentinian backup side last year. And uh, and I think he was in the squad for the main main team as well at the back end of last year in those Autumn Internationals. So big future for him, uh, I guess, just trying to get that uh, exposure in Super Rugby for a higher level. And I know that they've got big raps on his future as well. And he's a big unit. Again, you'll hear about him more in the Hot Shit podcast. For sure. Um, Nels, do you want to take us through the significant outs? Yeah, look, there's, there's a, a lot that have left. I mean, we were talking about Clark Dermody coming in. Tony Brown has left so he can focus on Japan, obviously with the Rugby World Cup uh, this year as well. Solomon Alamalo has been dropped out of the squad after everything last year. CO Tompkinson uh, has headed to Wales. Um, is that is that correct? The, the Dragons. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. And uh Christian Leo Willy has headed to the the back row is headed to the Crusaders. And Liam Coltman, he's been there forever and, and been a real rock for them. He's headed to Lyon in France. Yep. Lots and of that, names have dropped out. I mean, I we've was still gonna got, say, and there's there's yeah. loads of names that have left. So Ed, um, Ren Evans, Monarchy Selby Rickett, mm. um, just to name a few more. Nanny Punavai, Looms Cape uh Coombs Fabling. There's there's a lot of a lot of guys there. Uh, Denny Solomona, he's only come in, you know, and, and been there briefly. Freedom Vakaholo. Um so many players, mate. It looks like they've lost. There's a few guys that were injury covers last year because they had so many injuries, but they've lost a squad of 20. Like it's insane. But luckily they signed six players. Is it one, two, three, seven? They've signed seven. So net negative for sure. Yep. That's it. Um yeah, I was I was a bit bummed to see Christian Leo Willie getting signed well to the Crusaders because I don't know if he's how he's going to go for game time there, but I thought he looked really exciting last year in the few minutes he played. But um, yes, uh, let's get on to the the best fifteen. So we think uh, this is how the best fifteen shapes up in twenty twenty three for the Highlanders. So up front we've got All Black Ethan De Groot uh, in there to your loose head, Andrew Macaleo now kind of the bowling ball has a bit of a lock on that uh, starting jersey with. Uh, um, Coltman heading off. Uh, who was it? Was Coltman and who was the other hooker that played? I was Ash Dixon, I guess. They were, they were the two that were kind of yeah, a couple of seasons repped, repped for yeah. years. Um, so and they're both gone. And then Jermaine Ainsley, um, in at tight head there was doing a really great job last year. Um, so we think he'll start up front. And then we've got the Perry Perry Chicken, Perry Perry Parkinson back, the big man. How looking, good. Looking very fit. Uh, and after he did he miss the whole season last year from um, oh, yeah. Sure whole did. season from injury, and um, so expecting, hoping big year for for him this year, and then Josh Dixon uh, rounding out the locks mm. um, for the tight. Great line. year last year as well for Dixon. Mm. Uh, also, you know, potentially a very very good back row for this side. One of the strong points uh, I think for the Highlanders, if these guys are firing and performing well together, you got Shannon Frizzell at number six. Billy Harmon at number seven, who really came into his own last year. Marino Michieli Tu'u at number eight as well, who he himself, you know, looked like he was breaking into to potentially good enough form to be, you know, in the All Blacks a couple of years ago, you know, back and forth with Satutu. But, you know, he's starting to come into his own a little bit more a couple of years later, a bit slower to, to develop into the body he is now. Aaron Smith at the starting hook, uh, starting halfback spot for us. And one that might surprise a few, we've got Mitch Hunt starting in the 10 jersey. This had some debate, didn't it, <laughs> behind the scenes, but I'm, I'm sure we'll get to this. It yeah, it has. 
Could be a key question. All right. I, I think, yeah, it could be. Um, centers, I've got Scott Gregory and Thomas Umunga Jensen. I thought Umunga Jensen had a breakout year last year before his injury. He was awesome. Um, I think he'll be one of the first names on the sheet if he's actually fit, which I believe he is. Yeah. And Scott Gregory just continues to be one of those players that Kagi will never give the credit he is due. He has played exceptionally well, looks big, solid, good skills, obviously history in sevens as well, can play on the wing equally as well. Uh, I think he's probably the favourite. Obviously a a bit of competition from someone like Fatuli Pyre as well, but I I think he's your man. I think he's their, their first choice there. In the outside backs, I've got. I was, was going to say one, one of you punked me with uh, someone had put in Peter Umanga Jensen and Thomas Umanga Jensen in the centres of the Highlanders, and I got so excited. I started searching websites to see if he, Peter had been signed over there. Mm. Couldn't wait, and then you stitched me. Yeah, Agnew with that big, yeah. just oh. wide goose chase. Love it. And uh, outside back, Sammy Gilbert obviously played at ten at the back end of last year, which was. Yeah, I think he did an all right job, to be honest, but he's definitely more of an outside back in our opinion. Jonah Narecki back after missing all of last year after being probably the best uh, up-and-coming player in 2021. Uh, just fantastic. So hopefully he's got that form back. It'll be huge for the Highlanders. And then Connor garden Bashup, I hear he broke his PB for his Bronco test by five seconds at the preseason, so he's the fittest he's ever been by at least a little margin, but excellent, excellent player who I think will just continue to go from strength to strength now that he's established himself as a as a regular starter in Super Rugby. For sure. And do we see him at, at fullback? I think so, yeah. Obviously, I mean, he's got some competition, competition with Sam Gilbert. Those two are kind of interchangeable, but I think Connor Garden-Bashup's probably the one. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. I agree. All right, and then onto the bench. So backing up at Hooker, we've got Lenny Apisai, um, the experienced, the seasoned campaigner who's been around to most squads, and uh, or Reese Marshall um, was getting a lot of game time there. So we'll, it'll be an interesting fight between them two to to kind of block out the the backup spot at Hooker for the Highlanders. Uh, and then we have Daniel Leonard Brown, DLB, um, has been you know consistently uh, kind of in the Highlander squad for the last few years, but has consistently kind of bounced between starting and your backup, uh, Lucy. So we'll see how he goes for game time. And then so, uh, Saul I can't say, I never always get his name incorrect, but the absolutely massive unit with the dreads um, who is awesome to bring on for probably the last 20 to 30 in the Highlanders games. Um, so definitely keep, keep your eyes out on him. Quick question, guys. How old is Daniel Leonard Brown? Feels like he's been around for 15 years. 31? I don't know. That's a guess. No, because ALB is always younger than you think. So I reckon he's like maybe 29. Oh, he's 29. Well done. Oh, I'm good. He's, he yeah. seems so much older in my head. Because ALB is probably only 25 or something. Maybe 26 now. But ALB, you know, I thought years ago was already 26 or something. But um, anyway. He broke into yeah, the same. A- Anton Leonard Brown, 27 years old. 27. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's. We shouldn't go into him, though. That's getting a little bit too <laughs> off track. Uh, Nelson. <laughs> We've got uh, a couple slashed in here. Fabian Holland, the the man born in Fabian, Fabian, fabulous. I mean, he is Dutch. Fabian could be the name uh, (laughs) from his homeland. Um, He is a big boy in, I think he's 204 centimetres. And we've got Max Hicks, who's pretty big as well, just under that two-metre mark. Uh, I think can cover back row as well. Um, so one of those two is slotting into that that role. They Hicks, have was very, Hicks was very much like a Menaki Sel- Selby Rickett type uh, mould. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we've got James Lengers covering the the bench uh, back rower spot as well. And he, he is a very good player, but with Billy Harmon as captain, yeah, we've, we've got him on the bench for sure. 
Yeah, I think Hicks might get the first run over Holland. Um, Holland apparently dislocated his patella in the preseason. So I, I think he's probably trying to get back for like round three or four, something around there. So who knows? I, I, I probably pick Holland in my team on the bench, but I think he probably won't get first stab because of that. Yeah. Um, in the backs, Falao Fakatava. If we're picking our best side, let's be honest, he's he's the guy. But if he's not there or he has an, a hiccup with his the instability of his knee at all, then obviously we're going to get uh, Tahuri Arangi. Uh, and uh, then you got Freddie Burns on our bench, the finisher, just bring him on to kick the winning goals in the tight matches. Marty Banks-esque. I know that uh, we've, we've slashed him with Marty Banks on the 23, but I can't bring myself to actually do that on the uh the announcement in our 23. Party at Marty's, mate. I, I backed Marty. but I mean, uh, Marty yeah. Banks for me, he starts or he's not in. I just start him. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, we've got Jonah Lowe. We think probably the favourite for the bench outside back spot. Again, hotly contested. Like There there are a couple of guys there in the outside backs that it could be. We were looking at like Vili Kodoy, um, Vili Ami Kodoy. Uh, Josh Timu obviously got some time. Matsesi Dawai kind of started to come into his own through the back end of the year as well. There is a fair few options there. Absolutely. All right, well, that takes us into some key questions. And, of course, as always, we've already discussed kind of half of them. But, um, I mean, Fakatava's non-neop, I mean, I think you've really said it all. You know, it's just uh, he's not – he hasn't gone in for the operation. He's trying to naturally heal it. Uh, I guess we're lucky to have uh, two health professionals uh, on this podcast. Uh, how does that tend to hold up, Harry and Nelson? I guess the, yeah, the big thing is you don't know that you are going to successfully cope until you do. So every step he goes through, he's obviously hit all his benchmarks in terms of his, his knee looks good and it's strong. But once he goes and starts pivoting and cutting in a game situation where there's everything else going on, he might just be unstable. And if he is, he needs to go have the operation and he'll be out. So as soon as he collapses in training, then he's going to have an op. So you would think he's gotten this far. He's probably looking more likely than not to go well with it. But uh, it can go wrong pretty quickly. So, you know, definitely big question marks over him. But uh, fingers crossed it works for him and he's he's available for the All Blacks. Yeah, when he, when he did it, it was just before the All Blacks end of season tour as well. So he knew that the time was was tight coming into the Rugby World Cup and, and has gone down this avenue. You know, maybe if he had more time, he, he wouldn't have done that. But he's backed himself and and, yeah, hopefully he goes well. Yeah, maybe he's been stitched up before. You know, you ask a surgeon if you need surgery. I mean, what are they going to say? Give me the cha-ching. Um, but uh, so he's my trying. favorite say, mate. If all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. But uh, I, I must preface that professionally <laughs> that uh, plenty of good surgeons these days don't look at it like that. Very good. Um, all right, we've said how big a role Freddie Burns play. Um, I think it's an interesting question. Look, he's obviously there to to bring um, you know a whole lot of his experience uh, and I guess just like you know half half player coach type of thing but um he really could be the type of player to just you know slow things down and bring a bit more structured footy to well you'd have to say the highlanders are probably i was gonna say the highlanders have gone from being one of the least structured teams to i feel one of the more structured teams in recent years in super rugby is that how you guys see them falling i just comparatively uh not not really. I, I, I still think they play very high tempo. I think mm-hmm. you know, last year was hard to go off, mate. The whole back line was injured. Like it's yeah. 
what can you yeah. possibly take from that, to be honest? Under the roof, I think they've always been a very fast-paced team. I think they know that they have to play quick because they don't have a team that's quite as bulky as some of the other Super Rugby sides, particularly in New Zealand. So I think they'll continue to do that. But with Freddie Burns, I think what you'll get is just someone that makes good decisions, maybe plays a little bit more field position so they're not attacking out of their own 22 kind of thing. So, you know, they, they, they were reasonable at that last year. But I just feel like he's... You mate, one look at the bloke. Surely he's like your your uh, linchpin quarterback. You just start him all year long, don't you? That's what he looks like. I mean, but yeah, look, if you're someone that's played 319 caps across, you know, professional, not even international stuff, he's played a little bit for England as well. But 319 caps, you're a very experienced man, and, and he's a, he's a very <laughs> steady player, Freddie Burns. So he could be the gel they need uh, this season, but. You know, it's tough. Does he start? You know, does he is he a bit more of a mentor for for Mitch Hunt and gets his game time as well? I, I guess we'll just have to wait and find out. Make a call, boys. We we went on our twenty three. We ended up saying Hunt individually. I want to hear who's their first choice ten by the end of season. Is it Freddie Burns or is it Mitch Hunt or someone well, else? I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Mitch Hunt if um if he, if he keeps playing well. I think the I think there's the point of difference. I think Mitch Hunt is a different type of player, whereas Freddie Burns, and Marty Banks are more similar. So I think Mitch Hunt's more what they want to get around. Um, but Nelson, we'll see. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm going to say Mitch Hunt. I, I, I think Freddie Burns will, will get a, a bit of a run there, but uh, he's very he's very much at the back end of his uh, career, and I, I don't think the Highlanders are going to be winning the, the tournament, is my my opinion, this year. Um, so he'll, he'll be there for a bit of a mentor, see how they go through early and mid through the season, but I think they're going to end the season at the very least with Mitch Hunt and, and probably give him a crack at the start as well. And well, quick note on that as well, Mitch Hunt uh, still hasn't played since late last year because of a concussion, um, I think against the Western yeah. Force. Uh, yeah. So he is, I think, just getting back into contact at the moment. So obviously long-term concussion, always a bit of a worry. They're not rushing him back. So fingers crossed he's ready for the start of the year, but he's still got some hurdles to go through. Excellent. And thanks, uh, Nelson, for ruining the next question um, by saying you don't think the Highlanders will be real contenders. But um <laughs> The, the question was, uh, with so many players injured last year, it was an absolute bloodbath. Um, will all of these big guns coming back, we're talking Parry Parry Parkinson, Shannon Frizzell, Hunt, Thomas Umanga Jensen, Jonah Narecki, big players, will that make enough of a difference to get them to win some games and, and look like contenders in that in that New Zealand conference? I mean, geez, it, it helps. But my, my opinion is still no. I don't think they're at the the very back end of that, the pointy end of the season. I mean, if, they, if they're not making finals, something's wrong. You know, they, they should be doing better than they did last year. But I, d- I just don't think there's necessarily the leadership and sustainability of a lot of these players throughout an entire season to perform at that, at that level to get themselves to the grand final and, and win the tournament. Excellent. Harry, in, two, in uh, five words or less? Uh, no, because of the lack of bench. How do you do? He blew it. I was, I was like 12 or something. Um, excellent. And look, I uh, I do think it'll make a huge difference, but I don't think they're going to be contenders. I just think New Zealand's too good over there. So cool. Uh, well, let's get to, we had another listener question from Whitaker Walt again, and it was just, um, how do you see the Highlanders managing minutes between Aaron Smith and Fakatava? So obviously a lot of this will come down to Fakatava's injury status, but if we if he gets injured, we bring in Triple T, um, they can still manage Aaron Smith. Um well, I think you know Aaron Smith's definitely going to the World Cup, and they got to manage a lot of his minutes. He's all he's got to do all the All Black rests, uh, and you know their preference will be to be able to play a lot of Falafakatava 
um, as soon as possible, I guess. Is that how you boys say? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly how I say it. Aaron Smith's 34 trying to make a, you know, a Rugby World Cup in the t- twilight of his career, even though he's very, very good. He has played a lot of rugby. Um, so I, I do think they're going to be looking to give him more rest time than, you know, the All Blacks rest. And, and I think we've seen him get more rest time, you know, progressively over the last few years. So if Fakatava is fit, I think they'll be using him lots. Um, but yeah, hopefully we get to see them both running around the paddock. Let's uh, let's say if he's fit, Fakatava starts six games, Aaron Smith rests completely for three of those and comes off the bench for the other three. That's probably how I would pick it. Yeah, I like for it. sure. And I mean, look, in doing Aaron Smith enough respect here, Nels, I mean, he's 34, but what? He's, he's, we're still saying he's up there in one of the top three outbacks in the world, you'd have that to say. Brilliant. He, for he's sure. brilliant. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you, you don't want to get him injured leading into this World Cup either. No, 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 not at all. Um, all right, stocks are rising. Um, let's breeze through these. We've took, we've we've kind of covered a lot of this before. So, Parry Parry Parkinson. Um, yeah, they're going to see a big year from him. They're going to give him bulk minutes. He's looking fit as he's ever been. Uh, he's looking massive. Uh, so it's it's really this is. I mean, he's the lock in this team. No offense to Dixon, but he Parry Parry Parkinson is. Um, Frizzell again coming off an injured season. You know, can be arguably one of the best sixes in New Zealand. I thought he was uh, the best six in New Zealand last year for the All Blacks, to be honest. Look, a Kiriwani for mine, boys, but that's, you know, I've got a soft spot for the man. But, um, look, uh, yeah. They, they, their season changed. Their, their season turned around last year when he came in and, and created a massive physical impact for that side. Yeah, for sure. Um, Thomas Umunga Jensen, a player I'll be fighting you to get this year, Nelson. I'm not going to let you get him in the draft, mate. I'd love TUJ. When, or Harry, whoever got him. Draft pick, yeah, draft pick. Yeah. No, draft he's pick. mine. All right, I'll have him. Draft pick. He's... Uh, I, he's probably the centre that I enjoy watching run the ball the most in New Zealand. I'm, I enjoy him on my team, mate. There is Rico Yumani, but Matt, it, massive year for TUJ. Um, and then last one, Freddie Burns. How does he fit in? We've talked that to death, but we we put him in stocks are rising because we think he's the future. So yeah. there we go. Um, stocks are falling. Who wants to take us yeah. through that? I mean, the flip side of that is Mitch Hunt. His stocks are falling because enter Freddie Burns into the conversation. Um, so that's that's pretty pretty tough for him and, and could really make him a bit more of a risky player to pick. Um, and, and one of you boys think James Lynch's is, you know, potentially falling with the, the competition of Sean Withy uh, waiting in the wings, 191 centimetres, 108 kilograms just turned 23 but a couple of years back in the under 20s he was the super rugby player of the tournament um lots of potential and, and has been going from strength to strength uh in his rookie season uh and eventual championship winners uh against the the crusaders harry yep and then on smokies i got martin martin bogado the argentinian who i've already discussed uh, 191 centimetres, 97 kilo. He was brought in and the, the coaching team said it was because of his point of difference and his ability to compete in the air. So imagine pairing him with Freddie Burns and just taking little pot shot high, high cross kicks all day long. Obviously, Mitch Hunt obviously has a huge kicking game, accurate kicking game rather, mm-hmm. uh, as well. So I, I think he could complement that team really well considering they probably haven't completely locked in their, their reserve outside back. Yeah, and and I'd, uh, say, I'd say go watch his highlights, his Bayern yeah. highlights. Absolute gun. Yeah. yeah. And then uh in the same van, I guess Masesi Masesi uh Dawai, 
It's such an exciting player to see. Uh, really probably let the opportunity slip early in 2022. I thought he was better in the back end, just made way too many errors when he first came through, but he looked pretty good. Uh, I, I, and he's a player that if he is comfortable, you could see him being someone that just makes a name for himself and you just can't take the jersey off him as well. Absolutely. All right, Landers, done, under the roof. How good. Uh, let's get on to our third and final team previewing uh, in, in episode four, uh, the Hurricanes. Um, Harry's got us onto the next slide. So, look, I'll, I'll take us through the significant ins for the Hurricanes. We've got... Um, Peter, makes you wanna, what makes you want to do it, isn't there? There's two names the that makes you want to do it. Peter Larkai. Uh, I'm extremely excited about Peter Larkai, but... Um, We'll talk a lot about him. He's come up from, he's been the number eight for the Wellington Lions and absolutely crushed it in the NPC last year. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he fares and can he push into the Hurricanes. Uh, Brett Cameron, fly half has come across. Uh, he used to play for the, be a backup for the Crusaders. Pretty handy place to have uh, learned, you know, all your trade. And he's just come back from Japan um, and he's, you know, looking to really push in for a spot there. Kini Naholo, another great name. Um, he's just come from the Crusaders. Um, to learn your rugby. Also, a great, great place to continue learning your footy. Uh, I mean, look, he's just looking for some game time and to to push in. Uh, it's hard to find game time in that New Zealand conference, but he should be very good. And we've got a few other players, Daniel Sinkinson and uh, Riley Higgins also. Um, Higgins, really exciting in the NPC as well. He's a centre. Started the- inside centre, 80 minutes every week in the championship winning team that beat the... Uh, Christchurch side, so Canterbury just, side. So he's just in a Super Rugby team that has a hell of a lot of centres. So anyway, and but, um, if it makes you even uh, more keen, Kagi, he also played all the way through schools and uh, age group with Peter Lackey. So absolute <laughs> cohesion between the two of them. Just put him <laughs> in and let him run. Ben Darwin would be happy. Love it. That's right. Uh, who wants to take us through the outs? I'll knock it off. Get there for it. Alex Fido, uh, Fidel and Benny May, both props gone, uh, Ben May retiring. Scotty Scrafton, uh, the lock gone to Benetton in Italy. Blake Gibson, who ended up having a pretty good back end of the year last year, uh, gone to Sungoliath in Japan. Uh, Richard Judd, the halfback, gone to USA to the San Diego San Diego Legion. Of course, uh, their uh, mascot is a whale's vagina. Uh, Jackson Garden Bashup gone the fly half to Japan. Uh, Tay Walden gone to USA to New York. Wes Huisin, uh, who has been exceptional for the side for so many years, another overachiever, I think. Um, gone to Edinburgh in Scotland. And uh, Pepasano Patafilo as well, gone to the Crusaders, who was an exciting uh, winger as well. So, so many guys there that are just, you know, great impact squad players, either in the 23 or the starting side. There's a lot of places to fill, which might mean there's a little bit more of a change up in their 23, which we'll get to. And, you know, there was a lot of short-term players that had uh, injury contracts last year that are no longer there as well. Lenny Apisai, probably the one, the hooker, uh, who's gone off to the Highlanders as well. Yep, good shout. And uh, look, that takes us to ripping into the best 15 for the Hurricanes in 2023. Um, bit of contention about loose head prop here. We've discussed that a lot between <laughs> Pori, Ricketti Stone and Xavier Numia for mine. Um, Who is not in the 23, I thought. Didn't we get rid of him? He's made it. I thought we punted him. No, well, for I my... Added, I added him, sorry. Yeah, good good on you, Nels. Bring him back in. Look, yeah. I think that Numia is awesome, but... Um, uh, one of them will be starting. Ricketti Stone's obviously really good, and then he got injured. So, um, and Numia, we haven't yet to see, I think, his best footy yet. Um, 
starting at hooker, Asafa Amua, um, you know, he will share some game time uh, with his counterpart, Dane Coles, but uh, surely it's his jersey. And um, look, he'll be really looking to push this year to make the All Black squad again for the World Cup. And then in tight head, uh, we, as we said, we lost Ben May and some other props, but uh, Owen Franks, hard to go past the ex- experienced and seasoned campaigner that is Owen Franks, absolutely yeah. will lock down that scrum there at tight head. Um, otherwise, they do have some other exciting players there. Um, but Franks, I think, will be a starter. Um, but it'll be, sorry, it'll be sharing between him and Tyrell Lomax. Um, so we'll see how they go. Uh, and then, sorry, in the locks, James Blackwell, uh, just the stock standard, gets his work done uh, week in, week out, plays all the minutes he can. And Isaiah Walker, Leah Wary, player that uh, I have frothed on for many a year uh, and just need to see him get more game time. So um, excited that maybe he will this year. We'll see. There's a few names uh, that, that may crack into this back row, but we've gone Devin Flanders in the sixth jersey. It's not how you pronounce could- it, mate. Come on, you're better than that. Flanders at the sixth jersey. Uh, Duplessis, Cariffi, if he doesn't cut himself out of the seven jersey. Adi Sevilla in the eight jersey. Who knows? Maybe we see Adi Sevilla shift into the seven after the Duplessis gets his fourth red card of the season in round four. Uh, I don't know how does he get in. Um, And then, yeah, maybe we get to see Peter Lackey slot himself in. But they've also got Reed Princep. TK out and Braden Yossi. They have a well, lot mate. Come on, we'll get into that. It's exciting. Um, then we go across into the halves. TJ Perinara in the nine jersey. Who's that bum? Yeah, he's, wow. he's not bad. And then look, we've gone um Aiden Morgan. I mean, but there's definitely contention with Brett Cameron. He's a very good player as well. But we've gone Aiden Morgan as our 10. Yep. In the centers, we're gonna stick with the All Blacks new inside center, despite being told by the coaching staff that he's not an inside center until he was. Uh, Jordy Barrett and Balen Sullivan. Now, this is a contentious issue that will come to in our key questions. So much depth and competition there. That allows us to have Salisi Rayasi, Julian Sevilla, and Josh Morby in our outside backs. Morby just having an absolute breakout year, and his form probably makes it the easiest thing to push Jordy Barrett to inside centre because he was just so good last year. Yep. Perfect. Uh, and then this brings us to the bench. Uh, Dane Coles, DC, backing up, as we talked about. I mean, he's probably 47 now. No, I'm joking. But he's he's. Def- I think he's turning 38 or 39 this year. But um, still just as good as ever. Uh, to, and then we've got on the uh, the bench, Tavita Mafaleo in there at uh, loose head. Uh, Dane Coles, 36 for the record. Just 36. 10th no, no, of he, December. Surely he, he turned 37 last year, didn't he? No, mate. He just turned 36, 10th of December. Oh, look, he's gone and edited his Wikipedia page. I'm telling you. He's 37, <laughs> 38, mate, right? No, I'm not having Genius. Um, but no, look, we've got uh, on the bench either Tavita Mafaleo or Xavier Numia. Um, again, I'm going with Numia, so, uh, but we'll we'll see. It's really toss a coin between them. And uh, and Tyrell Lomax. So, um, so I expect him to certainly share a lot of time with Franks. I mean, yeah. he's, he's an all-black prop. Um, will be managed to minutes, but... Um, the other, the guy who is killing me, oh, Pelioso Tossi um, is the other third backup tight head who uh, is one of those guys like Pone Fama Osili in the, for the Rebels who has also played a lot of number eight before and it's just a weapon. He, he made a few big runs for the Canes last year and someone I got really excited by, but um, not sure how many minutes we'll see him play, but uh, just keep an eye out for him if he is in there. We've gone uh, Justin Sangster as the reserve lock. They've also got Dom Bird. Um, 
Caleb Delaney and a couple other names around there that might get a bit of a crack. And we've got Braden Yossi as the, the back row cover. He's an absolute weapon. Yes, we touched on a few other names there, but we want to see more of him in 2023. Braden Yossi, probably the Peter Lackey of uh, 2022. Seriously. <laughs> Put, yeah, put Sabir at, at six, uh, at seven, and then put both of those in that back row. 100%. Just do it. Get of Kariffi. <laughs> Guys, it, it's definitely going to be Kariffi starting at seven. Uh, <laughs> on the bench, we'll pick three backs for all the sides. So we've got Jamie Booth, uh, obviously coming back, kind of came back from injury late last year and probably established himself pretty much as the backup there. They've obviously got a lot of depth, though. Um, in the in the halfback position as well, um, particularly uh, with Cam Roygaard, obviously on the All Blacks ra- uh, radar as well. Then you've got, um, I think, probably one of the centres, Billy Proctor, Peter Amunga Jensen, and then finally Ruben Love. Uh, we got in the twenty three jersey to uh, to be the utility kind of ten fifteen. Beautiful. Um, we, I, I, key questions, guys. I, I don't think we've quite got to it yet. Um, the first one is who's going to play at centre for the Hurricanes. Now, I put out a poll on Twitter and uh, wanted to see what the people had to say. And the people, if you're on YouTube, you'll see the uh, percentage right now. I'm going to put it out there, guys. Take your bottom to top. 9.8%. Proctor and Sullivan at 12 and 13. Fourth place is going to be Peter Umunga Jensen and Sullivan at 22% there. And then you've got 26.8% want to see Geordie Barrett playing with Billy Proctor, the brother of the greatest centre in the world. And finally, the best and most popular conversation uh, centre combination and exactly what we wanted to pick is Geordie Barrett and Balen Sullivan. What do you think, boys? What do you mean what we wanted to pick? Mate, you voted on that. We can see that by the image itself. I voted on that. You know, I think that's how we got them over the line. The, I think the best response to this was it Rev who wrote as any of them except for Proctor and Sullivan. Pretty sure that's what he said. <laughs> and, Look, I agree. Uh, I mean, personally, I think uh, I think we're all on the same page. I, I would rather be playing Geordie at fullback, but um, you know, I think there's that much competition. The All Blacks, they'd be silly not to like, and he could be their starting the All Black starting twelve. So he'd be silly not to um, to play him at twelve. And then, yeah, yeah. How do you just how do you fit the rest of them in? For yeah. mine, it's between Sullivan and Peter Munger Jensen uh, are the ones that excite me. But um, Sullivan has been really, really good, and is probably better in the thirteen jersey than Peter Munger Jensen, who could maybe want twelve. Guys, the other one is in the the props. You know, we, we've touched on the idea of Xavier Namia. I would just mention, you know, I, I think the big question is going to come down to with him and Tavita Mafaleo, and even for Ricketti Stone, is are they looking for someone that's versatile or more solid in the set piece? And I think Xavier Namia might have really hindered his chances when he got pushed around by the Waratahs uh last year you know I, I think it was pretty famous they were down by 17 points or so and then in the 35th minute they took off their entire front row brought in uh Tavita Mafaleo, Owen Franks and I think it was Dane Coles and all of a sudden they won a whole lot of scrum penalties and it turned their entire game around they managed a huge comeback and came back and won that game so Mafaleo, uh it was a big part of that I think that kind of really bodes well for him but I think we'll really had a soft spot for Xavier Numia as the more versatile kind of attacking player. As, as the fantasy prop. Let's be absolutely, honest. yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep, no, I think you've nailed it. I don't have anything further to add to that. Uh, I just want to see Numia play, but um, you're right. I mean, the other guys are, you know, much more getting into results you need in the set piece. So, mm. um, 
look, I mean, there's there's names we haven't even talked about. I mean, we're talking about back rowers. Uh, Tyler Lobsher, we haven't even talked about him. He was uh, also a player last year that was highly touted um, and, you know, to be the next big thing. So they've got so many just back rowers potentially in wait. It, how about we just pick, we've said what we think the starting one will be, but if you could choose your starting back row, who are you picking out of all the players? Can I ask a two-part question, guys? Also, which back rower do you think will finish the season alongside Artie Sevilla and Duplessis Karifi? Because mate, Karifi's not finishing the season, mate. He's, ab- mate, he's absolutely finishing he's the season. Who do you want? And then who partners those two? Answer both. Uh, so the second answer is uh, it's not Karifi. Um, the first answer is I want to see Braden Yossi at number eight. I'll go Artie Sevilla at number seven. Uh, and it, I'm going to go Devin Flanders. Flanders at six. Nice. It, Harry, is yours different or is yours the same as Nels? Uh, no, I think it's the same, to be honest with you. The only thing I would say is who do I think will end up in the six jersey with those two? I think it will be Flanders. I think he's the guy. Yep, fair. And um, just because you know that I'm going to come with something different, um, of course, I want to see Artie at seven. And then I don't care in the six and eight, probably six. Let's chuck Yosse in there and get Peter Lackey in at number eight. Let's get him straight in there. And it um, sounds like the Blues back line at back row, if I'm being honest. Yeah, 100%. Let's do it. Um, all right. And then, look, we have we have one more question about uh, – oh, no, sorry. We, we haven't talked about the 10s yet. Um, is the 10 jersey, eight, 10 jersey Aiden Morgans to lose? Um, or have they brought in Brett Cameron with purpose? Look, I – I think it's his jersey to lose. Yes, he's very young. He's he's quite an exciting young player. Do they rush someone in, uh, Brett Cameron, in to to take that jersey straight off him without any cohesion with the players around him? I don't know. I mean, Brett Cameron's a very good player, one test cap. I wouldn't be surprised if he has a shot to make the jersey him, his own. Um, it isn't a horrible thought to think, you know, that he gets a good amount of game time while they keep uh, letting uh, Morgan develop because he's quite young. But, I mean, it's it's hard. Uh, co- cohesion is an important thing. Is is Morgan your future or is Brett Cameron your future? That's probably what you're going to decide. Yeah, I think that um, Brett Cameron probably never quite reached the heights that hoped at the Crusaders. So I think that's pretty big. Um, but, you know, I guess the, the con, con counterpoint to that is that Aidan Morgan, I really thought that he would just own the jersey over Jackson Garden Bashup in the back half of last year. And they still kept going back to Garden Bashup, which to me is not, you know, a, a defining answer to if they do think he's the future. But I, I completely agree. Nelson. As, as you said, I think they just need to pick and stick pretty early, probably within the first five games of the year, decide who their first choice is and then stay there. Yeah, and are we saying, look, on that as well, Brett Cameron, I think, had a hard time because he was always behind, like, probably the best 10 in, in the world, it felt like, uh, at the Crusaders. It's always a hard gig there. But um, uh, are we saying for sure Ruben Love is definitely, they're no longer looking at him as a 10 because um, he certainly, I think they're looking at him as a fullback now that can cover 10. But uh, I really liked Ruben Love. I was actually, I, I really liked him um, competing with Aiden Morgan at 10. But um, I think we've ruled him out and we're saying if it's between Morgan and and Cameron, I honestly don't know. Uh, I think coming off last year, it's got to be Morgan's to to begin with. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if they give Cameron a, a fair um, fair shake uh, early on to you know really push that battle out. But um, yeah, I completely agree, man. I think that's what they've done with Love. I, I liked him too, but uh, for the for the foreseeable future, I think that'll be the case. 
with versatility, he's, he's great on the bench for them in that 23 jersey. Look, we've we got another listener question. Andrew Hoffmeister, Kagi, uh, I'll aim this one to you. How many games or what's the game time we're looking at for someone like Peter Lackey this season? Look, as I already said, Matt, I'd chuck him straight in there starting game one. Um, no, no, just not going to expect you. Eight minutes every week, basically. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, look, uh, realistically, you'd be pretty hard done by to throw him straight in. It's... It's very rare that players come straight in and uh, and go and get a lot of game time, particularly with how many players they do have uh, that they have been developing in those back row spots with the likes of Yosse last year, Tyler Lobsher getting in there. Flanders has been absolutely struggling to get game time. Uh, TK Howden as well. We hadn't even mentioned him yet. You know, he got a feature in a couple of games. So, God, he'd have to be doing something. He'd, he'd have to be putting them all on their ass consistently at training, um, you know, to to yeah. see any game time. But I think realistically, little game time. So feature a couple of games off the bench. Um, we, we're not covering. We're not covering a, a winger in this, this back this twenty three at all. So are we saying Julian Savi is an eighty minute player? Uh, it's, the, it's the bus, mate. He is the bus, mate. Just move Jordy Barrett somewhere. You'll be fine. That's true. <laughs> All right, let's push on then. Let's let's get on to stocks are rising. Um, again, we've kind of covered it a lot, but Aiden Morgan definitely stocks are rising with uh, Jackson Garden Bashup gone. Um, yes, we just discussed him fighting with Brett Cameron for that jersey, but either way, I mean, it's you know he's had one less guy who's been there for a very long time to fight with, so huge. Uh, and then Josh Mor- Morby, um, huge season. Uh, you know, I think I think there's definitely some competition with Ruben Love there for the fullback jersey, but. I think we've identified him as to start and um, he had some pretty incredible games last year, uh, particularly fantasy managers will remember a couple hundred point games. Um, so he'll be pretty good. Uh, Nell, stocks are falling. Uh, the stocks are falling, falling column. We have Peter Umanga Jensen. Kagi will be sad to hear that with uh, both Billy Proctor and Balen Sullivan uh, in the Maori team last season. Um, both also in the All Backs 15. They've both played there as well. Now you're throwing uh, Geordie into that centre competition. There's a lot for him to overcome, Peter Omonga Jensen, to to really have a, a solid year in, in that uh, centre, either 12 or 13, but, yeah, more likely that 12 jersey. So do, do you disagree with that? No, I think you're right. I think we forget Peter Omonga Jensen has played for the All Blacks, uh, but but he, he was... He was injured a lot, and um, I, I think that's all fair what you've just said. Harry, do you want to round us out for the Canes with the Smokies to look out for? Yeah, mate. Number one, I don't know if anyone will see this coming, but Peter Lackey, 19 years old, arguably best season, best uh, debut season since uh, Artie Sevilla. We'll talk about more in the new Hot Shit podcast. At this point, I think we might just call it the Peter Lackey podcast, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, we'll see how we go. And uh, the other one I've got is Caleb Delaney, 22 years old, 198 centimetres, 110 kilo. He played both lock and blindside flank for the Hurricanes last year. I think he's a really good chance to start in the 23 because of his versatility. He was very good in those positions as well. So I think he's a guy that maybe we haven't had too much chat about that you actually might find pushing the likes of Sangster, who had a great year last year uh, as well. And can I say, I forget which NPC team he played for, but he did play quite a lot of six. I think he even played eight in the NPC, the 2022 NPC. So um, you never know. We could see him be pushing in there at six for the Hurricanes. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. All right, well, look, that rounds out the Hurricanes preview uh, and our first three New Zealand Super Rugby teams 
previewing. Um, and I think we will push on to a cheeky dessert. What's it going to do with that? Desserto. Uh, in which we're just going to look at our top Kiwi draft picks. Uh, this is always fun. Um, revisiting three unique players each, so we couldn't pick the same player. Um, so, you know, thank God it's the Kiwi Conference because you're never at a shortage for players that could be right up there. But um, let's have a look at our 2022 picks, uh, Super Rugby Pacific 2022. Uh, and this is the ranks here are for all players, um, not just New Zealand, but... Um, so Harry, you picked. Uh, Harry obviously got to go first, nice and simple. Picked Richie Moanga, Cody Taylor, and Will Jordan. When in doubt, just go with three Crusaders. Um, <laughs> Genius. Richie Moanga, Richie Moanga came in at eleventh. Cody Taylor at ten, and Will Jordan in third um, last year. Nels Nels picked Samasoni Takiaho, Salisi Rayasi, and David Havili were your top three picks. Uh, Takiaho came in at fourth. Rayasi in at five, and uh, Havili. Not so good at 45 um, overall last year, but that was pretty good. And I brought it home with, again, when in doubt, picked the remaining Crusaders. Uh, Leicester flying Anuku was 19th. Sevu Reese, very disappointing at 52. And uh, I picked TJ Perinara, who just didn't rank, I guess. Uh, did he? He did play last year, but... Did he? DJ, yeah, well, he was injured for a pair part uh, right. part of it, but maybe he was nowhere on the list that I had. So, but Nelson, with great, do you want to take us through who some of the top uh, top players are? I think you've got that li- listed in order there um, for like fantasy players from New Zealand Conference last year. Uh, yes, uh, this is what Harry's got down, and I, I like it. My man Tavatava Nawai, uh, Kurt Eklund, uh, Will Jordan, Takiaho, Rayasi, Nanai Saturo. Geordie Barrett, Brody McAllister, Cody Taylor, Richie Moe, Artie Sevilla, Caleb Clark, Levi Amua, Ray Nuia, D-Mac, Sotutu, Tudge, Thomas Emonga Jensen, Soakula, Rico, Perifranchise, Scott Gregory, Bowden, Morby, Blackadder, Havili, Roger Tuavasa, Shek, and uh, Sevilla. The bus. The bus. The bus. Fantastic. Um so yes, we haven't obviously previewed the sec the the remaining three New Zealand Conference teams yet. But um, at the end of that podcast for dessert next week, spoilers, we'll uh, we'll pick where we think the teams will rank in the conference. But so uh, this week, without having the knowledge of those three teams and not having discussed the Crusaders yet, um, let's get through and pick our top three unique players uh, that we think will will top fantasy in twenty twenty three. And Nelson, you get to go first. We reverse the order. So we we've got. Uh, oh, sorry, ranks are for all those. Yeah, so I, I get to go. I'm going to go Will Jordan <laughs> first. I don't care if he has to have rest weeks. He is Will Jordan. Um, following that, I'm going to go Kurt Eklund. Kurt Eklund is an absolute weapon. Uh, he will be a, a cracker again this year. And then just for the absolute fun of it, I'm going to go a guy that will be in my fantasy team again, Tavatavanawai. Uh, I just love the man. So can I just confirm your pick for the 2023 top New Zealanders as one, two, and three is the exact same as the results from 2022's one, two, and three? <laughs> yeah, I'm not even looking at it, but yes. Right, top. okay. Well, that's yeah. that's fantastic insight. I can see you put deep thought into that. <laughs> Look, I mean, I'm not even looking at it. All right. 
got to go with a go with a gut. Wait, you did, mate. You did I, I can see, I can see Kagi already just starting to somehow manifest Takiaho Rayasi and Nanai Satoru. But <laughs> let's throw to him. Who do you think, Craig? Who do you think? I think uh, right up there we'll have uh, Lester Fying Ganuku. I'm going to oh, back yes. him again. Uh, and I made a very difficult decision. I mean, my first draft pick was between Fyanganuku and Sever Reese, and I picked Sever Reese, and uh, it did not bode well for me, as you can see. 19th Fyanganuku instead of Sever Reese, 52nd. Uh, I'm going to also pick um, this is a simple choice again, but Cody Taylor. I've gone two Crusaders, but I just think, look, he's he's your all black uh, hooker for. Uh, Nothing players that have passed it, mate, in in the fantasy sense. You know that there has been, has been really last year. And then I'm going to really disappoint Harry here, really disappoint him by picking. I already know where you're going, man. I don't like it. Who's made a return? Um, Dmac. There it is. He already started putting it in. I just, I actually had to pick him purely so Harry couldn't. That's. uh, I'll be honest with you, but um, I mean, look, he's back. He'll be killing it. What's why are we getting Moanga? All the way back here. This is ridiculous. Boys. All right. So, Nelson, spoilers, mate. This is my turn to shine. Once again, mate, just like Fantasy 2022, I was picking at sixth. And somehow you boys both let me pick Richie Mo as the top fantasy player. My first choice. And he carried me all the way to a championship. Once again, he will be the number one pick for me. And that's, once that's again. he was injured and he could have been out for six weeks. No, mate. It doesn't matter. You, you just need to win the other 12 games when he plays. Who cares? <laughs> Doesn't make a difference. So, Richie Mo, number one, hands down. Don't need to think about it. Cannot believe you let that go through to the keeper. Uh, secondly, I'm going to go with none other than Adi Sevilla because last year I started to doubt him and I was incredibly wrong and I'll never doubt him again. And uh, third and final, I think I'm probably going to go for... Salisi Rayasi. I, oh, I was going to say, was... surely you've got to go para franchise, mate. Surely you've got to back. No, no, no. Come on, boys. Come on, boys. Let's settle down about para franchise. 2024 is his year. Um, Salisi Rayasi was so good for the Hurricanes on the wing. I don't know what happened at the back end of his year, why he wasn't just starting for the All Blacks every single week, but watch him do it again. He's going to outscore Fanger and Nuku every single week, <laughs> and uh, he will be number three, mate. There you go. One, two, three, two Hurricanes players. So a bit different. Yeah. It's it's really interesting after saying that I picked the top three, you just picked really outlandish picks there, Harry. If we look at the 2022 one as well, you picked the top three across the entire season the year before. God, I'm good. Crusaders. Just pick Crusaders. Why are you going Hurricanes players? What are you doing? You're right, man. Fantastic, fantastic picks. Don't know how they got to me. I'm with you. All right. And then, look, let's get it. Let's round out the podcast with um, some absolute smokies for the 2023 season. From all squads, even the ones we haven't picked yet. So um, really get your imagination out there. I'm going to kick us off with um, a guy you might not have heard of, but um, he's 19 years old and his name's Peter Lackey. <laughs> he's, he's, he's my smoky for this year. Um, man, I hope he sees the game time. But uh, look, just easy pickings on that one for me. Uh, boys, I can see you both struggling to think of someone. Um, who am I going to throw under the bus first? Nelson, I'm going to chuck you under the bus, my friend. Mate, um, I'm going to stay true, and I think I'm going to be a – have to go for an Aussie. No, none of these Kiwis, mate. This is not how this competition works. Mate, we've we done the Aussies. We're, we're, we're doing, we we're literally doing did this for the Aussies already. My friend. I thought you said competition-wide. 
No, yeah, mate, we did the smokies for the Aussies in the Aussie fantasy. wide, my friend. Is this another stalling tactic? Is this what it is? Uh, he's done well, to be fair. Yeah. Oh, well, can you just iron out the rules for me for a second? No, nah, mate, that's, you've got all the information you need. New Zealand Conference wide, smoky. Who, who's going to just come out of nowhere and uh, impress us from the New Zealand Conference in 2023 that people don't know? That people don't know. I am going to go out on a... It's like ad- this guy doesn't know his footy or something. You know what I mean? It's, uh, but it's just as smoky as a top player. It didn't have to be someone you don't know. It's a big name and he's in a big team and somehow he's going to get some starts. Is it Peter Lacko? Nalani Nanai playing at the Crusaders. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he is on the wing. <laughs> if so that man all is in... Down. That's, that's the man. Can we all make the gestures so that can be the screenshot, the thumbnail? Just everyone there, settle down. There it is. That's yeah. wow. Sit down, mate. How good. Get Nanai on. I hope we get that Twitter account back this year. That's get Nanai on. And Harry, you, you've had um, about 30 years to uh, decide yours, mate. So, yeah, um, I've made zero headway. Just to clarify, I've made absolutely zero headway in my 30 years that I've had to organize myself. Um, Look, part of me wants to go out with Shannon Frizzell getting a full season, you know, back in the day where he used to just score random 80-point games. So I think that uh, consistent year of him, you might see him just blow the competition away and end up as a, the top outside, the top uh, back rower. So he's probably one up there for me. Mm. Um, and then other than that, God, I, I might just say any, no, it's a bit of a cop-out, but any of Moana Pacifica outside back, just any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Does that count? No, we know them. We Tima know them. Flying Ganuku, you give him a shout out. No, nah, I'm not going Tima. Anyone Please. but Tima. I don't. I don't think it'll be him. Um, God, 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 stalling unsuccessfully. Um, and I'm going to go one more pick. It's almost it's like be... you guys wanted to pick Peter Lackey or something. You know what I mean? It's yeah, that's right. I just. Just kind of counterpart. Um, who who's the other side? The, the Chiefs have got to have someone, surely, mate. Well, Nano Saturo should be a top player, but I think he was not too far away last year, so that's probably not yeah, that interesting. Not really smoky, my friend. Oh, great right in the OC. I've got it here, mate. Just put him in. Yeah, why not? Braden Yossi, put him in, lock him in. Ah. I like it. Well done, boys. Well done. Uh, well, it does panic stations, I'll tell you what. I realised I forgot to just pick, um, you know how you pick your top fantasy players. I forgot to just pick both the Iwani brothers who um, I always draft into my team every year. Oh, That's mate, it. how the tide has turned. You hate them. Um, <laughs> you hate them. They're the best. I mean, I don't, what, what else do you need to say? Um, this year, you know, this year I could possibly get, is it five Iwanis in my team? I could have a team. I could have one third of my team be Iwanis. I love, hey, guys, can I just finish up a completely different topic? Oh, you know, there's all this talk about Richie Moe, Bodie Barrett, leave the All Blacks next year. And where is this next fly half going to come from? Isn't it just so obviously Stephen Perra franchise and Joshuane? Like, they're both so good. They've had a few years to develop. Like, it just has to be them, doesn't it? Like, let's stop pretending like they've got some girth of, like, missing talent at 10. Those two play a whole Super Rugby season at 10 for their respective franchises. They both kill it, and then they both start in the All Blacks. And then they're the best 10s yeah. in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, clearly, that's it. The the gap that is there is in experience. That's it. Not in talent. They are freakish players. 
All right. Well, look, I think that's going to round out our uh, our first of our two New Zealand conference previews. Uh, I think we were a little bit all over the shop in tonight's episode, but super excited. I can tell you that much. Um, and if the one thing, if there's one thing you take out of tonight's episode, it's that Peter Lackey will be the greatest player. Of <laughs> Tune in oh. in two weeks' time for the Pedalakai podcast. <laughs> That's it. In two weeks' time, we'll have the Pedalakai podcast. We might have, we've talked about him that much. We're gonna have to see if we can get him on the podcast. But um, but otherwise, next week, uh, join us back for the second of our two Super Rugby Pacific uh, New Zealand conference previews. And we're gonna look at some bum teams like the Crusaders, uh, Moana Pacifica, and the Chefs. So um, we'll catch you then. Hooray. Yeah.